episode number 179, driving the 2019 Camaro Wunnelly Turbo. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. And this is part two podcast episode. Um, this two pod one, podcast. a two pad yeah. podcast. <laughs> we um we we teased this in the last episode. So with joining us in the studio again is Manny Katakis, hey, from GMAuthority.com, and um he went on a nice little journey. I got to drive the new Camaro uh, Turbo Wendelly, guys. Ooh. I haven't driven. Ooh. I haven't I haven't been on a, a Camaro drive in in a, in a minute. I'm glad that I got to drive this one. Uh, it was good to to sit and catch up with Al. Uh, Al, I know you're listening. Good to see you again, man. Uh, hope to see you again soon. And uh, yeah, the the car is just absolutely dynamite. Um, in terms of just like the ride and handling, uh, it feels like uh, it feels like a Camaro SS. in, in terms of like the lateral grip and okay. just where where the limits are on the tires and everything like that because it does have like SS tires and such. So tell us where where was the drive at? It was in Seattle or uh well it was in Washington. Okay. It was in Ridge Motorsports Park, I believe. Uh which is actually just uh south of Olympic National Park. Okay. Um I got I got to tell you this too before before we get too too much into the car it was was it was surreal there uh landing and just being there uh from the smog coming in from the from the yes. wildfires between Canada and California it all just kind of it all just kind of settled into Washington and it just made all the air really heavy it made everything a a, a weird orange haze that you never got 100% of the sunlight everything was just this weird dirty color uh, it looked like fog, but you knew it wasn't. And did you have trouble breathing or anything? Yeah, like, like that? it was yeah. just it was it was strange. It was it's from all those wildfires out on the west all, coast. Yeah, just from the fires, and and also not a lot of wind. Like you know, it you, was like stagnant. It like was just, just stagnant, just still, it just hang dirty, filthy. Like my my skin just felt like it was. Can you, could you smell it? Yeah, you could. Well, you could. It was almost like I got like this taste in my mouth that was like a it was like oily Ooh. so it was no different than leaving detroit <laughs> no I, I it it definitely was like you know <laughs> i lived in detroit for five years this is definitely different five it, this this, this was like if, if this is like if you lived in like a shipping port or something actually the the best way i can describe it is like if uh you know like a in in Greece, where 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 my family's from, we still have like the flat and and just uh, where where my dad grew up and everything, and just down the hill is the port of Piraeus, which is one of the biggest uh, like like shipping ports and 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 freight ports and and, and tourism ports in in Europe, and you've got all these big boats coming in with diesel and everything like that, and you just you feel like it's a little dirty. Yeah. Like everything's got like a like film of soot and hmm. everything on it. And that's kind of how 
you know, the easiest way, like I, I feel like everything was just kind of on the walls. Like it was just dirty. Um, yeah, just being there for three days was just like, ugh. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So you, you flew in. We flew in, you know, the four-hour flight there, the three-and-a-half-hour flight back through. And yeah, flew into SeaTac. Um, we stayed in Renton, which was like a half-hour uh, south of Seattle. Uh, we also drove the uh, Chevy Malibu um, RS, 2019 Malibu RS, so it had the facelift. Uh, the RS is a new trim level for, for 2019 model year. Um, we can talk about that if you want, but you know, this, briefly. Is, this, this is the Camaro show after yeah. all. Um, it drives the same. It's just, uh, you're kind of just putting an overstyled body on, on what drives the same. It also has a CVT. Um, and I, I mean, everyone knows a CVT, like, I don't care for mm-hmm. it. And I, don't, I know what it is. I don't know. If, I don't know if you're going to actually see that much better of a return on fuel economy for one second. Like they say that it actually improved MVH. I don't think it does. And there's just this constant, like, you know, Depending on your speed, a, a three thousand RPM drone. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't get why they went that route. I don't get why they didn't just trickle down the nine speed to the one point five because that would have been, oh, so perfect. You know, that would have been the thing to do. And then they they went the CVT route. Uh, I don't know. I don't understand yeah. how. I don't understand. Ultimately, I don't understand how that is going to help sales. If you want to help sales, I don't know why putting a CVT in it is a good idea. If you want to help your margins, I, I mean, I know that CVTs can be cheap. I know that their packaging is a lot better. I know that they're lighter, um, and I, I can and in the fuel economy thing, I you know, I guess like I understand how that's a play, uh, but otherwise, I, you know, it, it's you're not feeling it, are you? I'm not feeling it, man. It's just I yeah. well, even if I was in the market, I don't know if I. I'd get a Malibu. Like if I was in the sedan market, like it's really hard for me to say no sure. to a Honda Accord. It's really hard for me for me to say no to a Mazda Six. Um, and those are probably the two front runners. Uh, that said, wow. the Malibu handles really well, and the, and and I will say this again and again and again and again. GM knows how to tune a chassis. They know how to tune a chassis better than anyone else does. Like ride and handling, vehicle dynamics, and all that stuff. Like that is a that is one of the Greatest core competencies at GM, like right next to V8 engines and pickup trucks, like that, and, and that that's like that's core. And you're not really going to get much better than they do, especially like when you want to talk about like across the lineup of how good you know cars can be. So it's just a bummer that that always feels good, and then the rest of it doesn't match up or add up. And mm. I, and and again, I'll go I'll go back to saying it: it's overstyled. I just I, I don't I don't understand their recent styling direction uh, from Chevrolet as a as a lineup as a whole. It's just it it just it all feels like a bit too much. It just all feels very busy. Hmm. Hmm. But so it's overstyled but underperforms. Is that fair? Uh, on a on a powertrain aspect, it just yes. it, no it, it it doesn't drive as aggressive as it looks. Is what it comes down to. But it handles well. It, it handles it, driver. It feel. handles well. But like, yeah. But who who the hell is thrashing a Camaro on mountain roads or not a, a Malibu? A Malibu. Malibu yeah. A Malibu. I'm sorry. Me? Like, who the oh, hell I'll is beat the shit out of anything? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to get this as a rental car. You see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sure as heck won't make it a daily driver after I stomp on it. Yeah. So. But then you'd have to replace your Z06, and I I don't think you'll do that. Nope. 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 Next. Um, all right. So 
you have to drive a lot of cars. Yeah, sometimes. Some hits, some misses, but the two-liter turbo Camaro. And they had some nice, nice colors there too. Yeah, they actually there was one that that it was that Hot Wheels orange. Yeah, uh, uh, and, and that the but, crush. But it, it but the cool thing about that one, was, excuse me, <laughs> um, was that uh, it was it you didn't get that full like effect of the orange. It was kind of like balanced out because sure. there was the black hood, there were mm-hmm. the black wheels and things like that. Um, I really liked that color. Like it. It Pops. just screaming pumpkin. It was it, aw- it was awesome. It does. There was also that blue that uh, we, that uh, my my driving Stephen Ewing and I we drove uh, this car together. Really good. Is that the Riverside blue? I don't know. I like. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's blue. It was blue. It was yeah. a good blue. Yeah. Um, and then the the black didn't look bad. The gray. I I'm I'm a big fan of gray. I like gray Me cars, too. and and the gray and black just it looked really mean. Um, I think I think the two liter turbo one LE is the best looking nineteen Camaro of the bunch. Ooh, so I you know, nice. no, definitely I'm not I can't I'm not going to really bitch or complain about mm-hmm. the styling. I think yeah. I think the styling is good in this one. Um, the it, there weren't any like crazy like green ones or anything, but at the track we uh, we had uh, a red one, an orange one. And then I think like four gray ones. Okay. Uh, Did they have a mixture of automatic and manual? No, no, they're all manual. Right, right, because they're the one at least. Oh, yeah. That's right. But they don't have the uh, SS shifters. It's actually, they. That's that's an easy fix, right? Well, Well, relatively easy. mm, That that one was puzzling because it kind of took away from the driving experience. Um, Mm. Because that SS shifter. Is so good, uh, and then just the, the base one, you gotta almost like jam everything in there. Like I like a notchy shifter. I like knowing where everything is, but sure. this one was just like sure. you gotta like you gotta bang it. You in gotta there. like really jam it in there sometimes. And then it was also <laughs> yeah <laughs> to the point it. where you're like you're you know you're I feel like I'm bending the damn thing. Oh yeah, you know? screw it. And but but the. So there was one the the I drove I drove two of them on the track. Uh, the the first one I drove I didn't really have any problems with the shifter. The second one it was just felt a little a little Sloppy. difficult. It felt a little difficult. Um, but whatever you know you you kind of you work around it. You, you get it into gear even if it you got to figure it out. And either way, um, I I wish that that SS shifter was in there. Um, there isn't an ELSD either. But I don't know if it really needed it. At least on that track, it just it just seemed to to be okay. Um, that that track at Ridge Motorsports Park, you had a couple hundred feet of elevation changes, um, and the car. By the way, I don't know if you guys realize this: the core, the 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 Camaro Turbo One LE is lighter than a Corvette Grand Sport. Really? Yes. It's lighter than the Corvette Grand Sport. It's lighter than a BMW. Uh, is what's in like spitting range of a BMW 2 Series. It's 200 pounds lighter than a Mustang EcoBoost. Like this, this thing, it's something. I think it's like 3,200 pounds. It's it's not wow. bad. It's wow. yeah, it's really light. Um, I've been saying this for I don't know how long that two liter turbo is going to be the shining star of the Camaro. 
And I, 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 it's just taken a while for people to catch on. What you're saying is playing into what I was saying. It's, the, it makes power. It's lightweight. It's balanced. It, it could make more power. Like the, the that chassis obviously can handle 650 horsepower. Yeah. So like, oh, yeah. know, just putting 275 on it is just kind of like you know. But, it's but a at, at Camaro Fest, we saw somebody running 11s in a two liter turbo. Yeah. Camaro. Turbo, yeah. And it was Kevin Morton that put the the we yeah. had. Uh, I read his his email in the last episode that put the video up. The thing yeah. was screaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the uh, <laughs> the the GM performance driving team. Uh, this is like an official. They have like an autocross team. They went to the SCCA uh, CAM Challenge, which is cl- stands for Classic American. So like it's all muscle cars, modded, um, you know, slightly in, 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 in different variations. And they won their class with a with a Camaro Turbo One LE. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did a uh, they did some things. It wasn't it wasn't uh, stock. Like they overboosted it. I think they they did stuff with the exhaust. They did stuff with the intake. Um, and it's it sounded like a like a fart bazooka. It was, it was, <laughs> there's a there's a good video of it somewhere. But uh, the this thing is just it's taken off and and now it did so well that people are complaining uh, to where they they want the four cylinder Camaro banned from Cam Challenge. Really? So, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm but telling you, it's the sleeper hit. It's the sleeper hit, but you got to do. A lot of modifications to the LTG turbo. Yeah, but how much is that going to cost you compared to what you would put into a V8? I mean, this is these are push rods we're talking about. You don't have to. Uh-huh. Put, you don't have. You can do bolt-ons with a with an LT1 for not much money. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, the four cylinder. I don't. I don't think you're going to need. You're not going to need much money either way. But the thing is, yep. like the cost of entry for, you know, a, a Camaro right. SS1 LE is a lot better. So th- th- this one, I th- I think uh, was. Thirty-two or thirty-four grand out the door, which it it's, mm. it's expensive. And yeah. you know the other thing was that they were they're trying to go after the hot hatch market with this. Or at least that was the message. I had to sit down. I had to tell them, "It's like, guys, you're not gonna you're not gonna pull no. the hot hatch market. Like, there's there's a level of practicality, and especially for the budget. And this is what makes the the platform of a hot hatch so appealing for a car that's anywhere between thirty and forty grand is because this is going to probably be your only car, and you can do everything with it. It has five doors. Not only can you haul your family and friends and your groceries and your IKEA furniture, dead hookers in it. <laughs> excuse you, um, but you know you got you got you got to think otherwise. You got to think like you you can take your your set of wheels and tires to the track mm-hmm. or to the autocross or whatever. Like you, we know the the packaging issues of the gen six Camaro is that you, you're going to have, I, I, I think you could do it. If you, what are you going to, you're going to throw all the, you got to put a rug over the, be, the two back seats <laughs> and then throw like two tires in there. And then <laughs> if you can somehow shoehorn two other tires in the back and I don't know, it just seems, it seems tough. Uh, at least t- tougher than with an all wheel drive, you know, hatchback or, or something like that. So, you know, I just I hope that with seventh gen or eighth gen, they're looking at lift back profiles. Uh, you know, I'll even say this: I I hope they're looking at all wheel drive. Um, I don't I don't think that it needs to happen with like a V eight model, but I think you know on the lower end, if you want to compete with the hot hatches, you got to look at what hot hatches offer, and they mm-hmm. offer things like all wheel drive. They offer things like lift back hatchback practicality. Um, you know that very utilitarian design. 
I'm I'm not going to get into the back seats. I just think that people that complain about Camaro back seats are stupid. Yep. <laughs> because like guys, it's been this way for fifty freaking years. Like, yeah. what do you what do you expect? Like, yeah. what do you what do you want? Like, it, do you think they're going to change it? You think they're going to change? They're for you kids. Know like this is. I really I really hate my Corvette back seats. They're terrible. Right. Well, I told They're horrible. So, so, so we. I got in a discussion with 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 my with my colleagues at the drive, and they're like, "Oh, the the back seats are stupid." I'm like, "Guys, the fact that there are even back seats are why you're complaining." Yeah. Like, if there were no back seats, you wouldn't say you wouldn't say anything. So it's just like, what are you what are you doing? What are you yeah. like? What are you complaining about? And why are you complaining? Yeah. Because it's not a four door with two doors. Right. And it's not a real GT car. Yeah, actually, it is. Uh, sorry. You know but, what? Go and buy a Pontiac uh, uh, G8. Go, well, go, nah. go buy, no, go buy a Pontiac uh, 1997 Pontiac Grand Prix Coupe. Last it, time they made a good freaking Pontiac. That <laughs> was a good coupe. Yeah, it was a good coupe. I'll you, never sell mine. Usable back seats, etc. Banged a cheerleader back there once. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> So anyway, so when when you drove the the Turbo Four One LE car, what was was there anything that was like surprising to you when you got out of it? Like you were like, "Wow, I didn't realize that this car could do this." Like torque or we are talking about balance, but so how's it, how's it has a torque curve on it? It's a, it's the LTG. Like it's a stock. It's a uh, that the engine is unchanged. The transmission is unchanged. So everybody that's familiar with um, the base Camaro Turbo, it I, from a you know if you're if you're just going for forward acceleration, feels the same. I'm not a fan of the LTG actually. Um, I just think that it's weird how it's calibrated for power. But um, the the shifter lights on the on the Camaro One uh, LE Turbo are actually they're not. Uh, they're not calibrated for the red line of the engine. They're calibrated for the power band. So you're actually you're shifting early, which is what that engine wants. You don't you don't need to spend time ahead of five thousand RPM. Nice. Unless you really need to ring out a gear, unless you really feel like you're gonna lose that much time, uh, either shifting up or shifting down. Hmm. Um, I wish that there was a- active rev matching, um, just compared to what the other guys are offering or what the other, you know, levels of the Camaro are offering. But, uh, you know, whatever you learn how to heel toe. This is a good entry level uh, package. It's so easy to get in, uh, and just drive fast with the car is incredibly forgiving. It's hyper balanced. It breaks really well. It just, it, and, and because of the weight on the nose and just everything, it, it just, it settles, it settles so quickly. Um, you could probably do some really sinister, crazy lap times uh, if you put on some stickier tires. Those Goodyear, jeez, uh, uh, what are they called? Eagle F ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I those are. I think those are ripped directly from the Camaro SS. I think you're right. And they do a pretty darn good job. Um, but of course, if you're a track rat, if you're if you're an autocrosser, whatever, you're not using those stock tires. So I think that, you know, if you can if you can find yourself some stickier tires, some Bridgestone RE71Rs, uh, some 
Rival S or uh, Rival S 1.5s, you'd, you'd really open this car up for for what the chassis is capable of. Do you see Camaro going down the route that Mustang is eliminating the V6 and just staying with the 2-liter turbo and the V8? Uh, and, and and I do, think do you I, know I, do you know what the ratio is of V6 to turbo 4 to so V8? I I I I did ask Al. Um and if I recall correctly, I don't think that he anticipates a lot of poaching or 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 taking away from V6 versus 4 cylinder. Okay. Um I think that he's ex- the team is expecting more 4 cylinder enthusiasts to show up and look at the Camaro. I think from a ride and handling perspective, uh absolutely. Um it, unfortunately I, I just I don't know if the messaging's there because like nowhere did they talk about how light the car is. Mm. Said they were talking about going after the Civic Type R. I'm just like this is absurd. You're never going to take away you're never going to go after Civic Type R guys. You're never going to go after GTI or Golf R guys. It's just not happening. Um, you know, and it's also the car is like too big for the crowd that enjoys the Miata or that enjoys the FRS or BRZ. So like in that light, it's kind of, um, I, I had to ask like, who's this for? If you're, cause it's not going to go after the, you're not going to effectively go after the high hatch crowd and the Miata crowd probably isn't going to go after it either. And then at the same time, when it comes to the American muscle crowd, you want eight cylinders. And there's also a lot, a lot, a lot of good stuff for 32 grand, 34 grand on the second hand market. You can get an SS Gen 5 1 LE. Oh, yeah. For that money. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. If you, if you, if, if, if you're brave enough, you can get a C6 Z06 for the money <laughs> if you're oh. brave enough. You right. Know, that's the smart man's choice right there. That's, that's <laughs> a lot of car. So, to get the new one, so you know, what do you get? What are the benefits? What are what are the what are the USPs for for Gen Six uh, Turbo One LE? You've got performance data recorder by Cosworth. You have with that. It's more than just a GoPro camera. It's you know, it's geo mapped. It you can mm-hmm. you can you're recording your you know, your inputs, you're doing everything like this is, this is your learning tool. You can really figure yourself out in this car. This is a great learning. It's a great learning, uh, tool for, for the entry level driver. I think that, um, you know, other than that, you got the styling. I think it looks really good. Um, the technology, you know, the, even though it's, it's a, it's a track beast, uh, it's got very pedestrian things like Wi-Fi and, and things like that. Um, it's just, and it's very approachable. It's very livable. Um, you know, it, it's it's a car that's not going to beat you up like a, say like a a secondhand prepped performance car is going to absolutely beat you up. And you know, for cars like that, like a C six Z six for thirty four grand, while tempting is wait 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 whoa 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 <laughs> is that how much they're going for now? Yeah, buddy. Ah, because I paid like ten grand more than that. <laughs> Well, I, I they're gonna appreciate. Don't worry. Okay. Because well, those, those, those nine thousand miles on it. Well, those are the Corvettes of Corvettes. Like everyone, like that 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 was as light as as they seem to have ever gotten. 
that was the probably the best power to weight. It was just the thing is the whip. It is the whip. It is. Um, I just if you're going for that, you got to be you got to commit. Like you got to be hardcore. There are people that are just gonna, you know, for the same people that buy challengers and stuff, they just want to do light till lights. Yeah. Not not yeah. really be hardcore about it. But if you're gonna treat, uh, I guess if you're gonna com- c- treat a, a Camaro Turbo One LE or anything for that money in the same light where you're actually going to go to the track, where you're going to use it to be a a performance driver, where you're going to compete in it in in any sense, or just go to the track day, Um, you know, 505 horsepower is a lot scarier than 270. Yeah. So this is, I don't even, but I don't even want to say this car is like training wheels because like in their right hands, this thing is like, it's the A-wing starfighter of, of, of <laughs> nice. It's the A-wing. Well put. It's the well A-wing. Good. It's the A-wing starfighter of the Camaro lineup for sure. Very cool. Yeah, you. Wow. It, there's a lot of agility there. Nice. And if you like agility, you're gonna love the Camaro Turbo One LE. Wow. All right. Let's 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 narrow this right down to the point. The two-liter Camaro One LE, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the upper echelon, if you don't own it, then you're not a performance enthusiast. And one being uh, uh, a Hummer H1 um, with bad tires. How would you rate it? <laughs> we just talking about performance? Mm, we're just talking about livability, drivability, dollar for, per value. Like, I mean, a Hummer, just, a Hummer just, is pretty... You can, but like, like Jason, for anybody Jason, wanting to get a new Camaro. Jason, you can live in a Hummer. I know. I'm just like so. I, okay, for somebody <laughs> wanting to buy a Camaro for performance on a budget, I think if you're willing to avoid the warranty, it's going to be great. And who wouldn't want to do that? Mm-hmm. Just because, like, you're going to want to you're going to want to throw power into that engine. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I've been saying this. You yeah. want to screw more boost into it. You want to put. You want to cool that charge. You want to put some well a header on it. <laughs> it's not headers. <laughs> you want to put a header on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, tune tune the exhaust, whatever you. I mean, you. Okay. There, there's, it's a good platform, um, but like just out of the box, uh, you know, for me, it's a. If you're if you are not going after it, to tune that engine and to be like a good road racer, you've you've got a lot of options. Okay, so if you're a new Camaro owner, you want to get into a Camaro, you've always wanted a Camaro. And you're looking at that as a, as the doorway. Do you have thirty five grand? What's that? Do you have thirty five grand? I don't know too many people who do. Right. But what other option is there if you want to get into a Camaro? Bang for the buck, performance, fun, capability, and modability for future expansion. Winner like, or loser? N- never mind the scale of one to ten. Winner or loser? I mean, you're you're a winner. Yeah, I'm you, pigeonholing you on this one. Yeah, right? you, I'll let you pigeonhole me. <laughs> Make me look. Well, good. we're friends. We're friends. Yeah. It just sounds like what you've been saying. It, it, you know what? It's it's balanced. It's got power. It's good. It, it, you can. I just. It, it's just. It, it, it's it's tough. Like I don't know how how much of them they're gonna actually sell just based on who they're going after. It's market segment is what you're talking about. Then that's that could be the failure point. Well, it's if even they, if they don't reach the right market. Like you were talking about before, the, the VTEC, the Honda Civic guys. Either they're gonna love it or they're not. That's a different crowd, though, and again, it's because. But they're pitching to it. They've been pitching to it for a while. They yeah, just haven't just, admitted it. I don't. 
it, the here the true rivals for the Camaro, who I, who I think are the true rivals, it's obviously the Mustang EcoBoost, mm-hmm. um, Meh. the the new Toyota Supra, because it's actually starting with a four cylinder engine. What? I, yes, <laughs> I think I think that the the Supra is going to be uh, cross shopped um, with the base Camaro, and uh, if we're going to go a little bit uh, up market. For the money, uh, the BMW uh, was an M240i, uh, which I think is ten grand more, but not nearly as much car out of the package. Mm. Uh, I think that's another one because I'm I'm just talking about like you know rear wheel drive coupes that have small engines, are light, and that go quick. So I think those are the true rivals. But the problem is, is that market segment is a lot smaller than the hot hatches. Hmm. All right. I'm trying to narrow it down from the authority point of view. Winner or loser? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't even know at this point. You know what? I can tell just based on what you said, the how the numbers stack up. I think that'd be a great mid-range performance daily driver car that you can have some fun with on the weekends and at a budget. You're going to you're going to have some fun with it, but where are you going to put your tires? Where are you going to put your tires? In your trunk. How? With some lube. Okay. <laughs> hey, when I would switch no, my, my when I, uh, I'd, I'd have to switch my tires on my ZL1 just to store right. it. They fit fine in my fifth gen ZL1. Yeah, but the fifth, four. You, you, even even the the trunk space on the fifth gen was. Yeah, I put one in the trunk. Yeah. Two in the back seat. One in the front seat. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. There's if your you're answer. if it if if if. if it's doable, yes. right? It's doable. It's doable. Yeah. See, when I look at when I look at the the Turbo Four car, I, I look at it as a fun car. It like, is a fun car. Yeah. So when you when you get into this car, what is the fun factor rating? Oh, geez. Um, on a track like like yeah. like rit- no, just, no just I, road I, track. I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, you're 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 ten in it, and you're not really. You're not really frustrated with the car either. You're you're just like oh my like you're just constantly surprised by what it can do. It's again like this perfect. The Alpha platform That's- is so damn good, and you can't you you will not find a better handling chassis uh, and that has four seats. Period. Or two and a quarter. Or. T- <laughs> You know what? I would really, really like to get one of these. I would. I really would. They're, Uh, they're. You're gonna, you're gonna have fun with them. You just, you got to be able to live with one. What's the downside? How about that? What's the downside of having it? Is if, if it was my only car, and I lived in Tennessee, which I do, so there's not, not a big snow issue or anything like that. What's my downside? Are you gonna take a Camaro One Elite to the track or to autocross? I'm just going to dick around with it. I'm going to play with it. I might throw some mods on it. I'll drive it to work every day. I'll oh, wash it well, once this in a is while. The, this is the car and for you. And maybe I'll take it to the track for fun just to see what it'll do. Well, you still want to bring a set of tires. You don't want to cord your daily tires. Why? I'll I'm let you. Weekend, you, you I'm know a what? weekend racer. Im going to the dra- the eighth mile drag strip that's six miles from my house. Well, you're, you're, you're still going to want another set of tires. Hmm. You're just... you're. That that's like that that that's the biggest rookie move I've seen is like people showing up with just their daily set and 
you know, they'll do that once, make that mistake, and then just be like, oh, okay, this is what everybody does. And especially, oh, heck, when man, Chris and I would would go to the track every other weekend on our street tires. We no, go crazy with that. No, you will. Hey, we got two customers. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. We didn't turn great times. I'll put it that way. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It was Spin yeah, City, but yeah. uh, it it almost makes me think of you know the Z28 back in the day, the fourth gen Z28. You could have a whole lot of fun with it. You could drive it daily. You could mod the crap out of it, and it was uh, not cheap, but it wasn't expensive. Right. But, I don't know. But I you want to put tires on it. Apparently, we want to get some separate tires for that car to really perform. That's it. Just. I mean, and if you gotta, you know, if, if something happens, put the original tires back on and then make the phone call. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's hey, not. Hey, hey, GM normally stands behind their track, their track cars. Yeah, but right? if you pull the, if you put on a a tire that can handle more that's lateral true. grip true, than true. the factory. You void the warranty. Oh, sure. You've sure. exceeded the mechanical limits of the vehicle by by design and intended purpose. And sure. So uh, yeah, that's my lawyers. So, there's some people that are no stranger to that, but um, I'm gonna try to get one. I want to get nice. my hands on one and drive it around for a while. Yeah, you should. I think I should. It's. I I really like the car. It's just uh, you know, you got options at thirty five grand. 32, and that's good. 32 and 35 are always good. Yeah. You know what else we should do? We should not drink before we do the show. We should Why drink not? after. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm sober as a bird. Manny? Well, <laughs> you, uh, CBS, right? Yeah, CVS, the, yeah, the drugstore. Right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. NBC and ABC, too. Manny, always good to have you as part of the show. We always run long, and that's a good thing because a lot of people say, hey, how come you can't make a longer show? Well, Manny, yeah. when you show, show up in the studio, guaranteed we're going to run long on that. Yeah. Yes. That's... When are you going to come yeah. back in the studio? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> next episode? or <laughs> what, What's your next major automotive trip that you're going to do to drive oh, something? Oh. Can you talk about that? Uh, I'm driving the Cadillac XT4 uh, in in Seattle again, actually, but that's not for another couple of weeks. Um, nothing Camaro oriented on the radar, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's Cor- all right. Well, we're going to have you back Cor- in the studio sooner or later, anyway. Ooh, Corvette. Um, I you know I tried getting a Corvette to drive this summer. So far, it hasn't panned out. But there is a mm-hmm. Z06. Zio sex. Zio six <laughs> float. There's I should Z- have put on my license plate. <laughs> There's a Zio six floating around. Zio shucks. Okay, that's cool. Mm. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Jason, tell them about your Corvette podcast. I've uh, discontinued that. Oh. Actually, what's funny is I discontinued it while we were doing this episode. Really? Actually, wow. Yeah. Breaking news, everybody. Wow. Yeah, no, not breaking news. Well, That's we, why we, I discontinued it, because nobody gave a damn about the damn episode, the well, damn we, shows. We, we kind of talked about it. You said you put it yeah. on hiatus, right? Yeah, kind of. Um, It was fun, but I don't think I put the effort into it. It's it's really tough to do it by yourself. Chris, if it, huh? if it wasn't for you and, and I wasn't, and it wasn't for me, the Camaro show wouldn't really be yeah, what yeah, it is we have that yeah. banter we mm-hmm. back and forth we play off each other and, and doing a, a corvette show by myself is i just feels like i'm talking to myself yeah and 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 i can't get into the spirit of there's an audience there and we have we have a conversation so i've uh i've, I've put that on hiatus yeah it was fun 
Well, when they re when they release the mid-engine Corvette, I'm sure you will have a spectacular episode. I might, Rabbit. I might. <laughs> Thanks, Manny, for coming in. Um, uh, always. Thank you, a guys. Good time. Always so a good time. Very I'm just much. curious, Chris, what's the time on this episode? We are at um, just not too bad, 37 minutes. What? Yeah. I thought for sure it was our longest episode ever. No, no. Wow. no. All right. Manny, always good to have you in, man. Anytime you're in Nashville, you are my guest. Ooh. I will take you up on that. Yeah. Please do. Please do. And, and Kevin, Kevin Morton. Yes. In our last episode. Thanks for having the beers with us. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See, see ya. ya.